CES Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast. A little bit of a recruiting A Day podcast today. Uh, Christian Clemente here, joined by Philip Dukes and Jason Caldwell. Uh, it is a loaded podcast. We have a ton of guys to talk about because it's set to be in just an absolutely loaded A-Day. It's it's Big Cat-esque. Um, might even be bigger than Big Cat, and definitely in some years, definitely in recent years. Um, but this has become the new norm of Auburn recruiting a little bit. We've seen it over the spring. We've seen five-star visitors just about every day, um, and there's going to be a big collection of them um, on campus on Saturday. Hopefully the rain holds out. Um, we're recording this late Wednesday night. So we'll see how the forecast changes. Hopefully it gets a little better. Um, but either way, there's going to be a big collection of recruits there. And that's what we're here to talk about. Um, guys, first off, I think let's start with Perry Thompson. Um, I mean, there's a ton of guys expected to be on campus, going to be a loaded list, Jason. Um, but in terms of storylines, it's tough to find one with a bigger storyline coming into a day. Than Perry Thompson, the five-star Alabama commit, is the number fourteen player in the class. Um, he's the number five wide receiver and number two player in the state of Alabama, and he's been to Auburn a lot recently. Not really recruited by the previous staff. Um, pay attention to these dates here. He gets offered on January eleventh. Visits a couple days later, January fourteenth. He's back for a spring practice on March fifteenth, and he quietly made his way back to campus on March twenty seventh as well. And now he's expected back for a day. So pretty intriguing visitor there. Yeah. And that the March 27th visit was one that I think it took everybody's surprise. Even most of the coaching staff, I think maybe Marcus Davis knew about it and, and maybe a couple other guys, but you know, he basically, you know, when he's about 15 minutes from campus says, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm almost there. I'm coming, I'm coming to practice. And, and, you know, I think it, it surprised some folks. But that's I mean that's a huge deal. Um, a pleasant surprise. He, yeah, that he keeps coming back, um, and Auburn has made him um, a huge priority. Um, a couple of guys. I mean, people that we're going to talk about are all top-rated guys, and and they made those guys a priority. But I mean, I think you look at it and big physical wide receivers. Hugh Freeze has talked about uh, catch radius. I mean, you look at Perry Thompson, and I mean he's six three, six four. It's a big physical wide receiver exactly what they're looking for and they've made him feel welcome he keeps coming back um it's going to be a battle but once again auburn has, has put itself in a position to to make a run at a guy that this this you know committed alabama but again um just like ryan williams and, and and some other guys um they keep coming back to auburn and keep building a relationship and that's where it starts yeah you mentioned ryan williams another five-star uh, alabama commit the auburn legacy in the 2025 class He's also expected back. We've talked about him a lot. Um, and you know, if you guys go over to our site, auburnundercover.com, we have a running visitor list. Um, by the time you guys are listening to this, actually, we'll have even more, probably a confidential and a Duke scoop just and all that kind of stuff. Um, so definitely make sure to check us out over there. Um, but Ryan Williams will be there. Duke's a guy that we reported, um, I guess it was Tuesday, that would be there on campus on Saturday. He's going to be the highest ranked player 
um, on campus, it seems like. I don't know if there's going to be anybody there higher than him. Number four overall player in the class, K.J. Bolden, uh, the safety out of Buford. He'll be returning. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, K.J. will be there with his family. Uh, his uh, his mom will definitely be in tow. He's on a, a bit of a tour of sorts right now. Um, so the fact that he's getting back to Auburn for A-Day is, is huge for Auburn. Um, going into the season, I, I didn't have a whole lot of uh, – expectations or optimism as far as Auburn recruiting him. They got in the game late, a coaching change. Uh, teams have been recruiting him as as if he was their number one on their board for years. Now uh, Auburn's gotten involved. Hugh Freeze has made a big impact. Zach Etheridge never really stopped recruiting him, uh, even though where it seemed like last year, like uh, he wanted to hear more from Auburn and not he, – he's the type of kid that gets recruited by head coaches. Um, Hugh Freeze has picked up that mantle, ran with it, picked up the torch, and uh, KJ is really interested in Auburn. Uh, I had a good conversation with him earlier this week about uh, what he was planning to do for this week. So I think uh, today he's uh, in Bama, he'll go to Georgia, and then uh, he'll end the weekend. I believe he's planning on staying the whole weekend at Auburn. So that's another huge development. I think it'll be a two day visit, uh, unofficially, and uh, I'm I'm about 85% sure. He hasn't confirmed yet, but just from his conversation, uh, me talking to his mom, I'm, I'm pretty positive he's going to take an official to Auburn. As long as Auburn does an okay job at A-Day, you know, they don't put him in a, you know, in a position where that he doesn't want to go. As long as he, you know, they recruit well, he, I'm pretty sure he'll take a uh, official visit. Yeah, and I mean, I want to talk about that for a little bit because that's just the biggest thing when it comes to KJ Bolden, you know, he visits earlier in the spring. I want to say like March 16th or somewhere around then um, has a two day kind of overnight visit there. And it was Auburn's chance to get in the picture going into that visit. Honestly, Auburn was, I mean, Deuce, you can correct me if you have a different view. I think Auburn was almost completely outside. Um, and then that visit really put Auburn kind of on the bubble. You know, you only get five of those official visits um, and it put Auburn kind of right there at that five or six spot. Um, from my perspective, Dukes, it seems like Auburn's been recruiting him heavily enough now that obviously he's coming back for a day. And now it seems like Auburn's positioned itself well to maybe be in you know, the four or the five spot to get one of those official visits. And then once you get an official visit, you're completely in the ballgame. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, and, and, one, and one of the biggest things, uh, he has a good relationship with Ken Lee. Uh, Ken's success in Auburn uh, at, at, in his, in, as early as it is for him to ha have as much success like Auburn as much as it is. Uh, Ken and some of the guys from Langston Hughes were back in Atlanta last week. Uh, KJ was watching everything they did. Uh, I think the relationships of the T-Loves and the Ken Lees and the Damari Austin, who's another good friend of his, I think them having success at Auburn early on and uh, – not, excuse me, uh, Ken and uh, Damari, I think it's, it's a huge for KJ. He knows he can come in. It's familiar. He knows it's a place where – he can make his mark. There can be a legacy there for a player of uh, K.J. Bolden's uh, uh, caliber. And I think he's excited about it, and I think he's really giving Auburn a real consideration as far as where he would like to play his college football. Yeah. Dick, you mentioned something. I'm sorry, Christian, but you mentioned Damari Austin, and there's no question right now that current players, current commitments 
have taken on a much more vocal role in helping Auburn recruit than they have the past few years. There's no question about that. That is, I mean, there's, you know, that old saying is word of mouth is the best advertising. Well, there's no better advertising in recruiting than having current players talk about it. Perfect timing right there. And, and, and future teammates. Uh, Walker White has, has recruited as hard as just about anybody. And, uh, but you, you mentioned like Demari Austin, these guys, that's that's huge when you have a guy that you trust and you know that says, bro, hey, this is the place to be. It's going to be great. Love this new staff. That's how you get guys to visit. That's how you got to get guys on campus. And, and Christian, you shift to, to Walker White. Um, there ain't there's nobody that's doing any better than he is right now. No, absolutely not. Um, I mean, every day you see a different tweet from him. One was to Casey Poe. He was literally tweeted out a video of his film watching his film saying, hey, come block for me, come help us out. Another one actually, again, to Casey Poe, um, he tweeted, I think it was Casey Poe's mom's name, maybe something like that. He said, I'll send um, I'll send you yeah. you guys a bundle of roses. Correct, um, have, yes. Yeah, have the best commitment ceremony ever um, if you commit to Auburn. Um, and it's been like that with everybody. You know, we just got done talking about KJ Bolden. When he was here last on his way out, um, Walker White managed to track him down. You know, yep. Walker White, they drove down and then they drove back up. But Walker found out KJ Bolden was leaving the hotel. And Walker went over to the hotel to go meet with KJ Bolden, talk with him a little bit. Um, and, you know, the biggest thing I wrote um, in my 10 recruiting storylines for A-Day is Auburn's commits have really shown a real kind of maturity to the point where these visits are not about them. You know, they've been to Auburn. They don't care. They're committed. They're locked in. They want to go there to work. Um, and no one has really done that at least more vocally than Walker White, but it's been the same for Jamari and Burnett. It's been the same for Jaden Lewis. It's been the same for Amon Lane. In the 2025 class, Malik Autry has been the same way. These guys have all been really, really mature. And, I mean, Dukes, all five of these guys are going to be on campus on Saturday. This is a great opportunity for them. Uh, there's so many top targets there. We'll talk about some of them. Cam Coleman, Kevin Riley, Daniel Hill, Perry Thompson, Martavius Collins. We'll talk about all these guys in a little bit, but this is such a great opportunity for all five of these guys. You know, you can go around as a group, spend a lot of time with one guy for a second. You know, you can spread out, have everybody working on a different guy, whatever it may be. Um, but Dukes, this is just, it, it feels like a really good opportunity to have all five of these guys on campus at the same time working. Uh, yeah, it, it's 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 one of those situations where do you want to be part of the club? You see guys walking around; they have a different bit of a, a a bit of a different swagger this year, a bit of a like in Atlanta or where really it comes from up, up north where they say guys walk with a bop, a ditty bop, so to speak. And it's like where you see guys they have this little bit of swagger about themselves, like hey, you want to be a part of the in crowd? We're changing something. This is the class that can get Auburn back to where it was. The Auburn that we grew up seeing, like the, the, the generation where these kids were like 2024, let's say in 2014, these kids were about nine, 10 years old, probably just now finding out who they were as far as college football fans. Did they want to play football? And that's where you saw Auburn competing at, at, at on the highest level in the national championship game. And I think those are the type of guys that you want around a program, guys who know they want to be in Auburn. Didn't hesitate, you know. A lot of you, you can drag it out as long as you want to, and 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 no disrespect to anybody that does, but there's something to be said for a program that is coming off of a five-win season to be able to get five recruits committed this early 
and the caliber of recruit that are that the, the caliber of recruits that are uh, are committed at this time is it, it's, it's insane to me especially considering where we came from last year on a day yeah it is i mean it has been a eventful spring um you know the running joke that i've had but being dead serious is last spring my golf game got pretty good this spring i have not had a lot of time to go out golfing um unfortunately and fortunately obviously for other reasons um but let's uh let's stick with an in-state five star we have a couple different options that we definitely want to talk about um jason i'm not even going to intro him too much because we've talked about him so many times we've seen him play so many times Cam Coleman will be back for the third time in about three weeks or so. Um, so this is, you know, we just got done talking about Walker White. This would be a great chance for Walker to recruit maybe Auburn's number one, one, 1A, 1B. Perry Correct. Thompson, 1A, Cam Coleman, 1B. Those two are right there at the top. Yeah, and very similar guys. You think about 6'3", six, 6'4", six, long, athletic, uh, body control, guys that can can go up and, and, and make the tough catch. Um that's that's what they're looking for in this offense, and and those two guys both fit the bill. And hey, make no mistake about it, this is not one or the other. They absolutely want both of those guys. I mean, this is not a hey, that's our top. You're right, it's one A, one B. They want both these guys. And heck, there's some C's and D. They they want to restock not only the wide receiver room. You know, this is it's an interesting dynamic because there's make no bones about it. This is the first staff in quite a while at Auburn that has basically said, look, we like you. We believe you're good, but we want to recruit a better player than you are. That's the goal. That's the goal to go out and say, you know what? We like you. You're good. But you know what we're going to do? We're, we're going to recruit somebody to try to beat you out. That is how you do this. That's what it's all about. And for, for too long now at Auburn, it's been, oh, we're just going to sign this one guy. You know, you're good. We're just going to sign one other player at your position. Um, you can't do that because you're going to miss. You're going to miss on guys. That's NFL misses on guys. And, I mean, heck, they miss on quarterbacks in the first round, and they're looking at three people, and they still miss on guys. Um, you have to continue to to load up at every position and make the best man win. That's it. You leave it up to them and say, look, it's about competition, but make no mistake about it. We're going to bring guys in, and that's what they're trying to do. And, you look at the wide receiver room and you go, hey, we're, we're trying to load up. And, and Cam Coleman, Barry Thompson, um, you know, those are two guys that they're definitely making a strong run at. Yeah, I think if somehow you manage to land both of those two, which it'll be really difficult, I do think Auburn gets at least one, personally, in my opinion. But they're two – I mean, if you get both, you have two incredible receivers on the outside, similar but different a little bit in the sense that Cam Coleman, I would consider a little more rangy, um, still needs to you know, bulk up physically maybe a little bit more. Um, but Perry Thompson is very built. His 6'3 is very built. He's like 6'3", 202, I think, is what we have him listed at um, on the site. And Cam Coleman's 6'3", like 175, 180, somewhere in there. So a little bit of different players, but obviously two guys you would love to have on the outside. Um, we'll stick with them. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Another in-state five-star to talk about next, Demarcus Riddick. Um, 
Chilton County linebacker committed to Georgia, now making his third visit to Auburn this spring, if I remember correctly. Um, Jason and I went to go and see him play basketball in January, um, and a couple weeks later he came for junior day. He visited for a spring practice as well, um, and now Duke's Demarcus Riddick will be back on Saturday for A-Day, which is a big one because you know we just talked about wide receiver being a position of need. Linebacker is as well, um, and there's not too many better in the class than Demarcus Riddick. Yeah, I, I see Demarcus Riddick as somebody who can come in and make a uh, immediate impact. Uh, he's he's committed to Georgia right now, and not to say that he would be um, shying away from competition because they're going to recruit. Uh, Auburn's going to recruit multiple guys who can play linebacker as well. But the path to playing time right now at linebacker, you can see him a lot. You can see him on the field a lot faster at Auburn right now than you would at Georgia. And also, I think the way that uh, Ron Roberts is using his linebackers, uh, a guy who can run and also has some pop to him, you can see him at that mic. Or, or you can see him play the weak side, either one. But both of those inside backers in that defense, I think that he could fit interchangeably in either one of those spots. I think it's, I could really see him and Bradley Shaw being the linebackers of the future at Auburn and this with this guy being the one making the calls. Yeah, I think, um, you know, this is going to be a battle. I don't think you should expect news here um, anytime soon. Uh, could be totally wrong on that. That's just a guess. Um, but Alabama's working him hard. Obviously, Georgia's working to keep him in the class. Um, and Josh Aldridge and Auburn are working as well. But this is undoubtedly one of Auburn's top linebacker targets. So it's really big to get him back on campus. I didn't even realize it. Um, didn't remember that he had recently gotten bumped up to five-star status. Um, but Jason, a guy that we've seen uh, play basketball, here's a basketball picture of him playing. Jordan Ross, he'll be back for the second time this spring. Visited for a spring practice earlier as well. Absolute just freak, athletic, jack linebacker, kind of pass rusher. We'll need to add a little bit of weight once he gets to college. Um, but extremely athletic player and probably one of Auburn's top overall defensive targets. Yeah, you start talking about positions and – you know, college recruiting is no different than than NFL. There's there's certain positions right now that are that are valued more than others. Quarterback's always going to be one of those guys. Offensive tackle now is going to be one of those guys. An elite speed pass rusher is now one of those guys. Auburn doesn't have a guy like Jordan Ross on the roster. They don't. Not many people do either. I mean, this is this is a this is a Derek Hall type guy. Um, but probably maybe even a little bit more upside when you look at his his body I and mean, you look at him right there and you see his frame and you go, that guy, I mean, he ain't even close to scratching the surface. He's about 215 now, and he already is built physically. I mean, he's going to be 235, 240 probably as a true freshman and a guy that can absolutely get off the edge, can bend, can turn and run. And I think about – you know, watching Terry Price coach the position, you know, 25 years ago and, and, and thinking about, you know, for them, you know, for them, it was, they were, they were running the hoops. They would, they would turn and run and, and, and circle Rodney Garner doing those things. And now you look at it, what is Auburn looking for? They're looking for that type of guy. They're looking for that guy that can, can turn and run and, and bend and, and, and turn the corner and get to the quarterback. And that's what Jordan Ross can do. And um, I think, yeah, you look at, you, you know, talking about, the targets he's he's got to be up there on the board you're right and um because of the position especially um it might push him close to the to the overall top um because of need area on this roster um 
heading into 2024 when you, when you start talking about the need to, to get after the quarterback. Yeah, he's one. I don't think he's particularly in a hurry to make a commitment, not by any means. I think no, there's a long way to go there. But Yeah, but he's also a guy that I absolutely could see going, hey, when he knows it's the right spot, he could be done to be over with because he's not a guy that that loves the recruiting process, at least it doesn't feel that way. He's a guy that knows it's part of it, but he is not one of these guys that's going to tweet about it, do a bunch of things. He shows up and goes about his business and goes on. So he could be a guy. I've seen it happen over the years. We all have. There's certain guys that go, I found my home. I'm done. Yeah. I think Jordan Ross could be that type of guy. I think that's a good read, um, honestly. And I hadn't really thought about it. You know, nowadays, I say nowadays, I've barely been covering recruiting. Um, but you know, Jason, back when you were covering recruiting, even a couple of years ago, you guys would have recruits that would walk out and just say, hey, I, you know, I just committed. I think Auburn's where I want to be. Now it's a lot of, you know, come visit for junior day, whatever, get an edit made, get everything ready, um, and then commit maybe a few days later. Jordan Ross is definitely that type of person who might not – he could just have a notes app, just screenshot, put up on Twitter, you know, committed wherever. Auburn, Tennessee is another big school, Georgia, Alabama, all those schools are in on him. But that's definitely kind of what he's like. I don't think that will happen in the near future, but you're right. He's he's liked Auburn a lot, and you can't rule out the possibility um, of him just randomly popping a commitment one day. Um, Dukes, let's touch on you know let's touch on Jalen Crawford. Um, this is a guy that you know a lot about. Um, he's visited Auburn a handful of times this year already. I went ahead and put in a crystal ball pick for him actually um, a couple of weeks ago. I just like where Auburn sits in his recruitment, and I like it even more that he's going to be back on Saturday. Yeah, I think it's uh, one that he wasn't going to miss. Uh, he and his pops love Auburn. Uh, how close it is to proximity is really, really good for uh, his family. Um, LSU has been a presumed leader for a long time, but Auburn has definitely made some headway. Um, speak, I think they're him and the rest of the guys from Parkview are, are at North Carolina today, I think. Um, but I, for just from talking to the guys, it, it seems like they're really excited about Auburn. Uh, how close Auburn is to Atlanta is huge. Um, and the relationship between uh, Jalen and his pops, Jay, I can't see Jalen going further than two to three hours just because of how tight they are. Uh, you know, usually when you see single parent homes, it'll be mom and son, but it's not, it's really rare for you. Not really rare, but it is rare to see dad and son in a single parent household and that's the situation there and i don't think those guys want to be that far away from each other and so i think that uh right now if i had to put in a crystal ball and somebody said dukes you got to put one in today i think it, I, I would definitely uh go with auburn yeah um let's touch on one more guy here um another georgia guy uh i want to get both of your guys's opinion on him martavius collins uh the former alabama tight end commit Listed as an athlete, some schools I think like him as almost a defensive end, pretty big player, um, and Auburn's recruiting him more so as an H-back. Um, but he he has some receiving skills. You could talk about him lining up as kind of a fullback and going out and catching a pass a little bit. You could definitely line him up next to an offensive tackle, something like that. Um, and you know Auburn and Ben Agamau, it looks like they want to take two tight ends this class. Um, when we talked with him, he said, you know, uh, round table style. He said he was hoping um, numbers wise, they'd be able to get two tight ends. It looks to be the case. 
Um, and Martavius Collins is a guy who could be a potential next commitment. Definitely keeping an eye on him this weekend. He did just visit Florida State and said he doesn't really want to commit until closer to his senior season. So I don't know if he's necessarily in a rush um, to get things done. But I think assuming it seems like Auburn does really want him um, and they could make a push big enough this weekend, Jason, maybe maybe to try and get him on board. Yeah, you know, you, you mentioned kind of his his body style, his play style. Um, not every tight end can be a wide receiver playing tight end. You still got to have guys that are physical, can set the edge, do those things in the run game, and catch the ball. He, he reminds me more of a John Samuel Schenker kind of guy. Um, and and this, you know, Luke Deal is kind of that guy for this year's team. But, you know, he's kind of their true edge tight end and, and does some of that physical thing. But, they'll you know, they're going to throw the ball and do some of those things to him too. When you think about Martavis Collins, you think about, okay, Luke Deal – you know, more than likely going after this year. Tyler Franz is a senior. Brandon Frazier is a senior. Who knows what Rivaldo Fairweather is going to do if he has a monster year. Um, so you're right. You're, you're probably at a minimum going to have to replace two tight ends after this season. So you start looking at, you know, what do you need? Well, you know, you need a, a physical guy that can do those things. And you look at him, and that's a kid that's just, you know, you know, still in his junior year of high school. You think about him being – you know, 250, 255 probably when he gets to college, and that's the kind of guy you're looking for. So really interesting prospect, and, you know, you're right, with with especially when you're taking two tight ends, that that would be a guy that would be a good fit. Dukes, I want to get your opinion on him real quick. Rome guy, um, so kind of from your area there in the Atlanta area, just kind of what do you think about him and how Auburn fits into his recruitment right now? Yeah, I think uh, Auburn sits in a really good position for him. Um He's one, and to me, he's one of the guys that Rome had a lot of talent. Like there was a lot made about Langston last year and Gainesville, but Rome actually had a lot of talent on their team. So he's used to playing at a high level of football. He's got a lot of guys uh, that played division that are in playing Division One who came out of Rome. And so I think sometimes having that level of competition, uh, just knowing uh, how to play, and he's one of the guys that I see as. There's set everybody talks about the touchdowns and the 40 times and all of that. But he's one of the guys that helps you in the weight room. He's one of the guys that you get out of the butt that, that you that gets off the bus and you say, okay, that's a football player that kind of raises the 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 floor at Auburn. And you've got guys like this, like that are coming in and they may not be the 20 touchdown guy, but they're the guys who know how to play football, that do things the right way that are physical, that help you with some of the physicality that can be missing in a finesse game of a lot of tight ends these days. Um, special teams guy. And not even, and I'm not taking anything away from him. Like, he, he could be a 20-touchdown guy. But what I am saying is at having some a specimen like this at tight end that can move, if you had to, if you, he, he, could, he could absolutely be a guy who could switch positions one day because of how he's built and his athleticism. So, uh, the more athletes you get, the better. And I think it's just uh, another testament to how Auburn is recruiting. Um, any final thoughts, guys, um, in terms of going into A-Day? Should be recording this again on Wednesday night. Should be listening to this on Friday. I mean, final thoughts about Auburn recruiting, going into A-Day, yeah. uh, or just A-Day in general. Yeah, I think it's just uh, weather. Um, how much will weather impact if it, you know, if it's a, a rainy day and, and, you know, if the game, you know, how they have to change or, or maybe improvise, you know, does that impact some guys? It potentially could, but I think it's going to be a good day no matter what. Uh, still lots of things to do. Um, 
you know, visiting campus, doing all those things. So hopefully weather holds off and uh, we get to have a, a fun day on Saturday. And if it was, you know, maybe a little cool and wet, but uh, if we can get a get a somewhat of a game in and, and, and get some guys on campus, it'll be all good. Hey, rain, shine, doesn't matter. We'll be there. We'll be covering it. Um, we'll have all the different recruiting stories, um, obviously stories about the spring game and what happens in that. Um, but for me personally, a little biased because a recruiting guy, but I think the recruiting for eight days might be the biggest storyline um, just because of how loaded the visitor list is. And I mean, we only, we touched on a fraction of the list today. Um, and these are names that we've confirmed. Um, the list will likely continue to grow. Auburn has guys in for Friday's practice as well. Um, and you know, some of them are planning to stay over um, and watch a day as well. Um, and some of them are just there for Friday. So it's been, we're wrapping up what has been a very busy recruiting spring. Um, hopefully you guys have enjoyed everything that we've had. Obviously it does not end here. Transfer portal opens up on April 15th. Visits can still happen as well. Um, these high schools will have spring practices starting up soon. So we'll be out on the road talking to those guys. Coaches are allowed back out on the road soon as well um, for the evaluation period. So uh, it maybe slows down in some aspect a little bit, but it's still going to be really busy um, over the next couple of months over at AuburnUndercover.com. If you're not over there, definitely make sure to check us out. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. That helps us a lot. We're on the push for 7,000 subscribers now, which is awesome. Um, and if you're listening on, on Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever you listen um, on podcasts, definitely make sure to leave us a review if you enjoyed it. And we'll catch you guys on the next one.